Are you ready for a travel adventure? How about an exciting trip to Venice or an exhilarating experience in Bangkok? Maybe you were more about a culinary adventure in Barcelona or just a relaxing day cruising the canals of Amsterdam. Join the Professor Travel as he invites you on an epic excursion, one that has you traveling the globe with him. Come and experience a world of culture, a world of history and architecture, a world of food and experiences to broaden your mind and save you time and money as you travel. Learn more, discuss more, travel more, and enjoy life more. And now your host, The Professor Travel. Greetings, students, and welcome to the special edition of The Professor Travel Domestic Edition. I am your host, The Professor Travel, coming to you from Orange County, California. This is the website, the vlog, and the podcast that you come to in order to learn more about different travel destinations. This is where you come as a community in order to discuss them. Hopefully, this will inspire you to travel more and ultimately to enjoy life more. Now, you can reach me on a variety of different social media platforms, including and starting with my website, which is at theprofessortravel.com, on Yoohoo, on Yoohoo, on YouTube, on Facebook, and now on TikTok, you can reach me at theprofessortravel. If you're an Instagrammer, you can find me there at the underscore professor underscore travel. If you're a Twitter, -er -er -er, then you can find me there at theprofessortr1. And then finally, if you're a blogger, you can find me there at theprofessortravel.blogspot.com. Today, I have a returning professor, um, Ricardo Cabré. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. How are you, Scott? I am well. Thank you so much for coming back. I really appreciate it, my friend. Uh, how are things going there in North Carolina? It's, they're going well. I, hey, thank you for having me, and good to see you. You look hey, great. Uh, likewise. What are you kidding me? Stop it, man. You're going <laughs> to make me blush. Um, so just, so just for my viewers who have not seen your previous video, can you maybe go over a little bit about your background, maybe just a little bit of spidgen of your education and maybe some places that you traveled? Sure. Um, so raised in Miami, uh, educated in Miami. And, uh, after graduating from college down there and living with my folks and having a great time down there, uh, spent the last 20 years, uh, living between Orlando and Tampa. And then, uh, between my partner and I, we made a decision to move to North Carolina. We had spent a bunch of years traveling Western North Carolina, uh, renting cabins and, uh, just enjoying the outdoors here. And uh, we just wanted to make a change from the heat, the hurricanes, the humidity, and so on. So uh, we decided to move to the greater Asheville area here in Western North Carolina two years ago and uh, having a great time out here now. Excellent. And that is our topic today is on North Carolina um, that you have recently moved, or you, it's not recently moved there. You moved there a little over a year ago, a couple of years ago, maybe at the most. Yeah. Right? So two years ago this month, actually, um, we moved. Uh, we moved to Weaverville, North Carolina, which is about 15 minutes north of Asheville. Okay. Fantastic. So in preparation for this presentation, we actually did a little bit of research on history. So let's compare some notes and, and figure out where my gaps are. And maybe you can help me with that. Okay. Well, or vice versa. <laughs> so I know um, that uh, in the history of North Carolina, there was a Native American population that was there prior to the European settlers who came over. And then they came over in the was it the 1700s or so early 1500s early 1500s okay um, yep europeans started coming here they charted they charted the um the coastal territories of what is now north carolina okay 
And then, you know, fast forwarding through the 1500s to 1700s, um, Carolina was eventually split into two, what is now North Carolina and South Carolina. And then North Carolina became officially an English royal colony in what I believe is 1729 or so. So, and then the Revolutionary War happened, and we all know what happened there. And then um, North Carolina didn't officially become a state until 1789. So uh, North Carolina is actually the 12th state in the Union. Okay. So, um, Civil War. We all know this, the Civil War, hopefully. Um, at that point, North Carolina was mo- mostly all farms and plantations. And um, the population in North Carolina consisted of about one-third um, slaves, so as a result, North Carolina chose to secede from the Union and uh, join the Confederacy. Um, certainly, we all know that the Confederacy lost um, the Civil War. And uh, as part of that, North Carolina chose to join back into the Union and uh, post-Civil War, um, after Reconstruction and so on, fast forward, uh, North Carolina is now a booming state with about 10 and a half million people. And it's very important politically this year as well. It seems like all the political candidates are going there this time around. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a major stop here. Yeah, I guess so. A couple other things I want to add. <clears throat> um, just off the coast of of North Carolina is where the famous uh, pirate Blackbeard actually met his demise um, during uh, I think it was the maybe the 1700s or something like that in that time. Um, the first president from uh, from North Carolina was Andrew Jackson, although there have been others, correct? I believe so. Um, actually, I think it's James Polk is one and Andrew Johnson. Oh, so, there you go. Three presidents from North Carolina. Um, other really notable things that occurred uh, in Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, something important happened there. Do you happen to know anything about that? Yeah, I, I, I believe there's a Two, two brothers that uh, chose to build a plane and fly it for a few seconds. In what fact, crazy uh, is that? Was, yeah, so the Wright brothers. And uh, I, I haven't had it in the two years I've been here. I've yet to get out to the coast of North Carolina. So I'm, as a, as a fellow traveler, I'm hoping to get out there next summer. Um, out to the uh, coast of North Carolina and check that out. There's actually a monument um, in tribute to that event. And there's actually markers, from what I'm told, that show exactly the distance that the plane flew. Mm, okay. As well. So um, if anybody has a chance to go check out Kitty Hawk, go ahead and do that. Very impressive. And then on more recent history, um, North Carolina has been the site of a lot of hurricanes over the last 30 years. Yeah. I mean, obviously with uh, kind of being stuck out there in the Atlantic, we're certainly prone to it, similar to other states. Um, I don't have the more recent history, but uh, I know in 89, um, we got hit by Hugo. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe there's been several others. 96, uh, I know, it, is Fran. Yep. And um, in fact, as we speak right now, tonight, we're going to get the remnants of Zeta, which is hidden Louisiana right now. Mm-hmm. So, in fact, that one's looping right above us tonight. So, um, well, be yeah. safe, please. <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of the geography of the area, um, 
it's it's mountains, it's forests, it's rivers. You guys have a lot of distinctive locations, um, especially like what's right behind you, your background right there. Um, talk to me a little bit about that place. Do you know anything about it? No. Yeah, been to it several times, the Biltmore State. So I believe, unless anything has changed recently, it still remains the private, the largest privately owned estate in the United States. So, yep, and it's about oh, I don't know, fifteen minutes away from where I live. So it's nice, it's huge. It's about six hundred acres, give or take, and it's got its own winery, its own it, a couple of. It's got a hotel, an inn that uh, guests can come and stay in. Uh, you certainly can't stay in the house. The, the house itself is basically a museum it's, at this point. But uh, you can certainly take tours of it. You can go to the winery, do a wine tasting, stay at the hotel. And it's owned, uh, it's owned yeah. by the Vanderbilt family, correct? That's right. And um, I mean, but they've got bike trails, hiking trails all throughout the uh, property. And uh, it's a fantastic place to go check out. Excellent. And what are the states that border North Carolina? <laughs> So to the north, you got Virginia. Okay. To the west, and literally 15 minutes from me is Tennessee. Okay. About, a, about an hour south of me. Also, you've got South Carolina and Georgia. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Now, in terms of the weather, uh, we already talked a little bit about the hurricanes, but for the most part, it's a really four-season state. You get to see all the seasons. Uh, you get to see the changing of the leaves. You get to see a mild, not, not horrible winter, but I mean, it it can get cold, obviously. Yep. Yeah. But, so, it, it, sorry to interrupt you. Um, no, go ahead. So, it, there's three distinct kind of uh, topographies here in North Carolina, being the fact that we stretch 600 miles from east to west. Um, starting over on the coast, you've got what they call the coastal plains. And then as you start moving inland, you're basically increasing elevation and you start going into kind of the Piedmont region, which is where Raleigh, Durham, Winston-Salem, and uh, Charlotte kind of extend into. And then once you start passing Charlotte and Winston-Salem, you really start increasing elevation into um, Appalachia, which is where I am. And uh, that's really where you start taking notice into what is the full effect of the four seasons, which is we're just getting done with, um, with fall foliage which was beautiful this year, actually. And uh, yeah, you, you get four distinct seasons in this area of North Carolina. And, I, couldn't, uh, I couldn't help but notice you call it Appalachian, and I keep hearing I, I keep hearing it pronounced Appalachian. Is there a specific way in which it's supposed to be pronounced? Or? So the, the locals here from, and I've learned this over the years of coming up here, it's, uh, it's from what I'm told, and uh, I may not get the pronunciation correct, it's basically like throwing an Appalachia. Ah, got it. Okay, yeah. that makes more sense then. Yeah. So, all right. So, uh, very nice. Now, in terms of culture, there are a variety of ingredients that go into the mix of the culture, starting, of course, with the religion within the area. I usually think of Southern Baptists as being the largest component of the religion in North Carolina, but you've also enlightened me that there's others as well that are pretty prominent there too. Sure. That's one. Um, Protestant is a big, is a big religion along with Methodist. Um, and th those are the traditional religions here with this area, obviously over the, over the last 10 to 20 years with the uh, boom in population, um, you start seeing other religions come into the mix as well with Catholic, with Catholicism and Judaism. 
mm-hmm. and um, every other one as well. Um, you start seeing more of that into the larger um, urban urban populations, such as um, Charlotte and Raleigh-Durham. But um, yeah, for the most part, predominantly Protestant, um, Methodist, Baptist. Very cool. Now, in terms of the arts, um, when I think of arts, I think of, um, you know, obviously uh, the fine arts. uh, I tend to think of, uh, you know, um, printing, painting, uh, sculpting, uh, dancing. But there's also, um, you know, acting. Uh, Andy Griffith is from. North Carolina, uh, scene, uh, you have, uh, Daughtry and Fantasia are both from North Carolina. Um, even Maya Angelou lived in North Carolina, correct? So born in, born in Missouri, I believe, but she resided in North, resided and passed away in North Carolina. So she made North Carolina her home. Oh, yep. that's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, there's clearly some string of artistry that goes on there. Um, and that's, yeah. that's very impressive. Uh, language for the most part, uh, pretty much English all the way around. Yeah. Predominantly English. Uh, you, the, there's obviously a lot of, um, a lot of mix as well in terms of language that's spoken mm-hmm. uh, with Charlotte being a huge international um, hub and financial epicenter with Bank of America being based there, and I'm sure we'll talk about that a little later. Oh yeah, uh, you, do, you do have a lot of mix of languages in cities like Charlotte and Raleigh Durham, with Raleigh being the capital of the of the state as well. Uh, but you hear languages spoken, all sorts of different languages spoken everywhere across the state. English is spoken everywhere. Excellent. And then in terms of diet and food, which is my favorite subjects to talk about, um, home of Krispy Kreme, uh, started in like the 1930s, uh, right there in North Carolina. Um, North Carolina is also known for their deviled eggs, uh, fried green tomatoes, peach cobbler. And then there's a couple other things that you had made mention to me earlier. What is cheer wine? Cheer wine is a soft drink. Uh, it's based here in North Carolina and um, sold here regionally and still manufactured and sold here. Um, I personally have never tried it. Okay. But, uh, those, I'm just I'm not a big soft drink drinker. Um, but those who drink it are huge fans of it. Um, it's. Is it supposed to yeah. taste like Dr. Dr. Pepper or? I, I believe it's more of like a cherry flavored soda type of thing from, from what I'm told. Um, also, and people can go ahead and research this. I believe Pepsi was all, also got to start here in North Carolina. Oh, really? Yeah, that's interesting. Good, good information to have. Um, uh, speaking of other things in terms of food, uh, uh, Texas Pete's uh, hot sauce. I think they have they're based out of there, and then um, the founding of the Carl's Juniors franchises, uh, Hardee's, was started also in North Carolina. Correct? Yep. They're based now in Tennessee, but the first Hardee's um, was started here in Greenville. Yep. Excellent. Yeah. Um, you know, when it comes to diet and food, also, um, and this goes back to to my to my industry and what I do for a living on the craft beer side. Yeah. Uh, per capita, I mean. Here in North Carolina, we've got about a little over 300 craft breweries. Mm. I mean, certainly, certainly doesn't compete with you know the thousands that are in California. But um, per capita, here in Asheville, we've got more craft breweries than any other city in the United States. So, That's impressive, though. Something interesting to note. Thank you for sharing that. Um, actually, you're also getting involved in the wine side of uh, your industry as well, correct? 
Yeah. How, how so, um, is, is there wine manufacturing or wine uh, like vineyards in North Carolina, or how does that compare to other places? Uh, th- there is some wine manufacturing here. As I mentioned earlier, the uh, Biltmore State has their own mm-hmm. has their own vineyard there, and then there are some local vineyards um, throughout the state. Uh, I- I'll be honest; I have not really had a chance to delve too much into that side um, here locally, but. Um, I can tell you, I've tried a couple of them, and they're they're okay. They're good. Uh, <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, it's, you, it's certainly it's certainly worth trying. Um, you have, you I, have a very distinctive palate, so. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then, in terms of sports and recreation, um, Charlotte Hornets, obviously, you're from there. Um, Carolina Panthers are from there. Um, Carolina Hurricanes. If you're into hockey, they're from there as well. Yep, um, and they play, in, they play in Raleigh. Yep. Any other major teams that I'm forgetting? Uh, you've got you've got the Carolina uh, Major League Soccer, I believe, has a um, soccer team. There's a soccer team as well who that plays in Charlotte, okay. if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So, cool. Yep. And then any state holidays that you're aware of? None that I'm aware of. No, <laughs> nothing like nothing like Mardi Gras in New Orleans, where they shut down the no. city for a few days. And that, would be, that would be nice. That would be nice. That would be, that would be lovely, actually. <laughs> I think we're always looking for a day off, and if we have a way to celebrate it, especially in 2020, believe me. We are absolutely there for it. Um, okay, so we have the population map here in the state. Um, talk to me. This this is a huge population center right here. What is that? That's Charlotte. Okay, so Charlotte's in kind of the southern also, area. Also known as the Queen City. Why is that? Do you know? Na- named after Queen Charlotte. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Then if we circle around on the coastline, there's a, another area that's pretty heavily populated. That's Wilmington. Wilmington, okay. Yeah. And then as we get up in this area, it looks like the population curves all the way around. This is Raleigh, or I, I'm sorry, that's not Raleigh. That's like a, a lot of the college community, though, correct? So that's that's Raleigh. That's Raleigh-Durham there. Oh, it um, is. okay. And then you kind of start extending into what's known as the Research Triangle, okay, which is a big a big tech area of the. Well, actually, over back to Raleigh, that's known as the Research Triangle, which is where you've got um, Duke, Wake Forest, Chapel Hill, um, so on. So that's becoming a big tech hub here, or has been a big tech hub and continues to boom. And then as you move further west through where you mentioned, um, that's uh, not that far. Um, Winston-Salem, Greenville, right through there. Okay. So that's where the big population centers are in the state. But you live closer to this green area over here. There you go. So that little red blob, that's the Asheville, that's the Asheville Hendersonville area. Hmm. So if you look at if you look at my shirt where it says west of Asheville. Yes. <laughs> so all those counties west of Asheville, plus those three where the red is, yeah. that basically incorporates it basically accounts for about a million people here in the state. How many what is the total population of your state, do you know? It's about ten and a half million people, okay. give or take. 
that would explain why it's really big on the election front right now. <laughs> then in terms also of the economy, um, a few a few different companies uh, have bubbled up in terms of really big employers within the economy. The Compass Group, which I had not heard of, is apparently in the major in the food services in North Carolina. Is that correct? Yeah, from what I'm told. And um, food service is a big, big uh, business here. And primarily because of the of the where we where we are geographically located. If you see just how the highways come through North Carolina and how quickly you can go ahead and hit um, so many other states, it just makes sense to be able to just place a lot of food service distribution centers here in the state. Excellent. Lowe's also has a big um, populate or uh, employment group in corporate. The corporate office is here in Charlotte. As is Bank of America. Yeah, or right. not, not in Charlotte specific, or is it in Charlotte? It's in Charlotte. It is in Charlotte as well. There, there's a lot of banking in Charlotte. You had made mention yep. of that. Yep. Um, Haynes Brands has uh, a lot of employment in that area, uh, advanced, uh, auto, or advanced auto parts. Uh, Total Energy, which does a lot of oil in the area. Anything else in terms of, well, obviously the state of North Carolina, they're a huge employer on their own. Sure. Uh, any other large companies that you can think of that I have left off of this? Um, I, I mean, th- th- there's so many... Uh, Overall, in terms of industry as well, I mean, the agriculture um, ind- agriculture and textile furniture industries are really big here in the state, and they're probably some of the larger um, overall um, employers. Um, in Duke terms Energy? Of the tra- Duke Energy is huge. Okay. Uh, absolutely. They're based out of here as well. So um, that's one that uh, I forgot to mention to you earlier, but thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> So um, from a from a travel standpoint, um, American Airlines is a huge employer as well, because um, the Charlotte Airport is one of the larger. I believe it's the second largest hub um, that they have in their network okay. um, outside of uh, DFW. Okay. So something something as well to consider. Nice. Very cool. Uh, now, you had made mention of the transportation corridor just in the area as well. Um, talk to me a little bit about that. Like, it seems like it's a pretty, pretty sizable uh, transportation route that goes through all the entire state. Yep. So, um, major highways that go through that go through here are obviously I ninety five goes through the east side of the state. You got I-40 that goes east-west, I-26 over on the west side. I'm, I'm missing a couple in terms of the of the uh, interstates. Um, locally here within the state, I believe we've got the second largest state highway system in the country um, from some of the research that I've done. And just from from using it, it, it would make sense um, because uh, I'm on it almost every week. Uh, it, and it's pretty robust. That said, though, you definitely need a car to get. Yeah, along. same with California. Uh, <laughs> there's no, there's no way around it. You definitely need a car. Uh, some in in some of my other research and having having used it, um, Char- Charlotte is the only um, light rail system in the entire state. <laughs> okay. Um, so they have a light rail system in the state, and we have the second we have the second largest ferry system in the country. Also. To, to be able to connect the um, the islands and the barrier islands back to the mainland. Okay, that makes Something sense too. Um, yeah. Several airports, obviously ports. When you get over to the coast, uh, trains. Though, I mean, I, I think there are I, some that go through the state, but nothing that's really notable. Sure, you've got yep, you've got Amtrak that connects through Charlotte and Raleigh, Durham, and Winston Salem, and so on. Um, okay, similar to all similar to other states, so you're able to connect easily with Amtrak. 
Perfect. And then in terms of tourism, um, is there any amusement parks or anything like that in the area? Um, the only large, the only large well-known amusement park that I'm aware of is um, Carowinds down in Charlotte, which is just large, full of um, roller coasters and all sorts of stuff to do. And I've never been to it, but from what I'm told and from what I've seen, I believe it crosses state lines into South Carolina. So that's something kind of fun to check out. So you get two states for the price of one. That's right. (laughs) Um, But largely tourism here is uh, outdoorsy. Um, If you want to go to the West Coast, to the west side of the state and do a lot of outdoor hiking, boating on the lakes, you can, or you can go east coast, hit the beaches and check that out. Um, by far the most visited city in the entire state of Charlotte, obviously because of um, the business side of it and the fact that it's got the largest airport. But um, certainly the west side of the state is from a state, from a national park standpoint, um, as we were discussing earlier, it's the most visited national park, the Smoky Mountain um, Blue Ridge Parkway in the mm. country. And how large is that? Um, I I don't know how large it is, but the blue the Smoky Mountain National Park, in terms of size, I'm not I'm not real clear on the size of it. But the Blue Ridge Parkway itself extends about 470 miles, I believe, okay. between Virginia and North Carolina. Perfect. Now you have. A very mixed government in North Carolina. You have a Democratic governor, but then you also have a very conservative, you know, a group of senators as well as state house and everything else associated with that. Um, is it has it always been mixed, or what's what's been your knowledge about the way the politics are running right now? Um, this this has traditionally been. I mean, as far as I can tell, um, at least at the federal level, this has been pretty much a Republican or a very conservative state. Um, as the demographics continue to change in the state, you start seeing that it's trending more uh, progressive or a little more purple, so to speak. And that's. So, do you think it's a product of people moving into the state or is it just people growing up in the state and choosing to change their politics? Do, do you know? I think it's, combi- I think it's a combination of both. Um, okay. I think there's just a combination of, um, ideology changing, um, the demographics changing, younger people coming into the mix, um, the politics changing as well needs. So, um, I, I think it's an effect of all of it. And, uh, so yeah, and we're and at the time of recording, we're only about a little less than a week away from the 2020 elections. So, you guys are getting a lot of attention right now. Um, in terms of natural resources, I mean, lumber is a really big thing. The furniture industry is really huge there, and I didn't know this, but sweet potatoes are actually a really big thing too. Yeah, sweet potatoes and hogs. I believe we're the number one producer of sweet potatoes and pigs. So. You're enjoying some pork barbecue. Have at it. <laughs> you know, we didn't. Mention, we did not make mention of barbecue. I, I want to. I want to stop there for just one quick second because while you may not be the biggest barbecue person, I do want to touch base in terms of what's like. I guess there's a couple of different types of barbecue in that, that, that are really big, and people are very particular about their barbecues in North Carolina. Yep. 
So um, you've got, I believe it's, I mean, and I, I do eat barbecue. It's, uh, it's just, it's not my go-to. Um, okay. That's right. <laughs> but, uh, it, so pork, pork barbecue is the big thing. Um, it's not, it's not beef here. Um, although they do eat the beef barbecue as well, but um, it's, Eastern style and then the Western style in terms of the state. Eastern is very, it's it's a vinegar-based style barbecue, um, vinegar and red pepper based, I believe. Okay. Um, and they have a tendency to cook a, the whole pig. And then here on the Western side of the state, it's it's tomato-based sauce. So, and they I believe they call it Lexington style. Lexington style, so, okay. Yep. So, um, because I believe... Um, out of a state fair in Lexington, North Carolina, the barbecue, the barbecue um, festival, that's where it originated. That's, that's what, that's where my confusion was. I thought it was Lexington, Kentucky. And that's why I thought it was like, oh, it was something that was brought into the state. But I guess it's part of Lexington right there in North Carolina. That's right. Okay. Good information to know. Thank you for sharing that with me. My pleasure. In terms of education, though, there are a ton of higher-ranked colleges within there, starting, of course, with Chapel Hill, which has been there before. Actually, I think it's it was there when the United States started. And then from uh, there – I'm sorry, go yeah. ahead. No, you're right. It's, it's the oldest – it's the oldest public university in the country, I believe. Yes. And then shortly after that, you have uh, North Carolina State University, which was founded in the late 1800s. And then uh, East Carolina University uh, out of Greenville, which was in 1907. Uh, but there's also, as, as you mentioned, Duke is actually out of there as well. Yep. Duke. Um, Wake Forest. Wake Forest. You know, and, and, and something that we didn't touch on earlier with regards to sports, um, I mean, we, we talked about the professional sports, but something that is even bigger here is college sports. Mm. So uh, North Carolina are diehard college basketball fans. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. So when you're talking about, you know, UNC, Chapel Hill or NC State, um it, and Duke, it's it's uncanny the the fanaticism behind those teams. So it's uh, pretty impressive. Now people come from far and wide in order to attend these colleges, but for the most part, would you say the literacy rate in North Carolina is average, above average, below average? Where do you where do you think they fall in terms of what you what you know about the education system? So I. I haven't researched. I haven't researched this enough to to provide my per, my personal experience. I haven't really encountered much of an issue um, in terms of uh, that. I know the public education system here is underfunded uh, or overfunded. yeah, it's it it over the course of the last several years, it has continued to um, not receive the funding that it requires um, in terms of public education. So yeah. it. It could certainly improve. Well, as a lot of states can, so it's not just North Carolina, but it's one of those things that I think priorities need to be, you know, divvied up appropriately. And then in terms of, yeah, and then in terms of major crimes, terrorism threats, anything like that, anything pop out to you there in North Carolina at all? Nothing specific with regards to those topics, no. I mean, major crime issues, um, nothing outside of the ordinary that, at least in the major cities, that no other major city is currently dealing with today yeah so, okay. 
Right. If you're traveling here, just follow follow your common sense as you would if you were to travel anywhere else. Excellent. So quick one minute or like 60 second elevator speech. If I am a tourist and considering going to North Carolina, sell me on it. Why would I want to go to North Carolina? What's there to do there? Well, what, what isn't there to do? Um, if you, there's just a little bit for everyone here um, from the outdoors to the indoors to restaurants. Uh, my general experience here over, over the last two years. And now that I am a full um, North Carolina resident is uh, whether you want a whether you want burgers to a full course cuisine meal, um, you've got it. So there's no issue there. If you want to go hiking or if you want to kick back and read a book in a beautiful hotel, you've got the ability to do it. Um, seasons changes uh, here in Western North Carolina. You've got you've got that. So right now we just got done with fall foliage. You've got the ability to take a walk down the Blue Ridge Parkway and see the see the fall. And then next week you can have 30 degree weather and have it all in the middle of the week. Um, I can't honestly speak for the coast at this point yet because I haven't had a chance to experience that. But perhaps next year after summer, you and I can sit down and do one of these again while I'm sitting in a beach house uh, on Cape Hatteras. So. It's a plan. It's a plan, man. I definitely want to touch base with you on that. And again, well, thank maybe, you thank you so much for sharing you your knowledge. Maybe uh, you, you know, can join me. That sounds like an invite. I'm writing this down right now, okay? Just FYI. Yeah. So yeah. if I pop up on your doorstep, just <laughs> Ricky invited me to stay with him forever in North Carolina. Got it. Okay. Thank you. All right. I'm, so I'm <laughs> well, <I'm> okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you'll, you'll have to put me on your taxes. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Okay. Well, though, I really appreciate you taking the time to spend with myself, my students. I've learned a lot about North Carolina, just, you know, in doing the research on this and what you've been able to offer. So I really appreciate it. So thank you so much on that. Hey, listen, thank you. I appreciate this. And, um, always a pleasure to talk to you and Absolutely. to your, uh, and to your guests. I, I know they appreciate it. So thank you so much. And if you guys out there, if my students have any questions, comments, anything, you can send them over to me at scott at theprofessortravel.com. If you're on YouTube right now and you want to be notified when new videos go up, hit that little bell icon right above us on the screen there. Uh, if you have not already subscribed, please feel free to do so. It helps out the algorithm and the channel. So I really appreciate that a lot. And if you like this content and you want to see more of it, give us a like. Uh, we really do appreciate that. But if you're listening to us on the podcast, certainly feel free to rate us as well. We really do appreciate that. So until next time, I'm Scott. I am the Professor Travel and make every day a travel adventure. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye now. Bye. The Professor Travel is a broadcast from Orange County, California.